0: Welcome to my podcast, where the truth is upheld and my life's journeys are unveiled. If you like what you hear today, I encourage you to follow this podcast, like what you hear by dropping a comment and share with someone that you know. Let's go. The heart is deceitful above all things. And desperately wicked, who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart, I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doing Jeremiah seventeen nine through ten, the new King James. Version of the Bible. For years on end, one of the greatest testimonies of my carnal life in Christ as a carnal Christian was to be led by my heart's feeling, to be led by my emotional state wickedness, wickedness I call it, wickedness is what it is, the word of God clearly states, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, we cannot live lives that are anchored and guided by the winds of our heart. In secular music, you hear, Use your heart and not your mind. Let your heart be your guide. My heart longs for you. You have torn the veils of my heart and broken my heart into pieces. May I challenge you, listener, that the writer, that the publisher, that the producer, they're aware. They're aware of the deception of your heart. And out of that same spirit of deception, content is created to draw your heart into the familiar spirit of the wickedness of being led by your heart. I thrive to be careful in this juncture of my journey, be careful with what I say, and be careful in thinking that motives are coming from a quote-unquote good place, If I am not clearly being led by the Holy Spirit to do so. And do you know, oftentimes, if I'm led by the Holy Spirit to do it, it's not something that I necessarily planned to do. If I'm led by the Holy Spirit to do it, the person is not necessarily with whom I would have chosen to approach or to walk with. If the Holy Spirit is the one that is leading the doing, my response to the situation has typically been in this journey so unfamiliar to my natural heart space that I know all glory has to belong to God for that response. Be careful about this thing that we call being led by your heart. It came from my heart. I did it from my heart. Mm -mm. No. I even challenge you to think when you've been affected by someone's behavior, someone's comment, that they broke your heart or your heart is shattered, or your emotions are tangled up, I I challenge you not to put the energy on the other person, but put it on yourself. Because out of that same heart breeds desire. And oftentimes other people have nothing to do with the desire of your heart. Oftentimes, other people have nothing to do with the lack of desire from your heart, from my heart. This heart, this heart, this heart, the word of God clearly says, who can know it? Oh, there's so much conviction right there. Who can Know it. So if we know. If we know listener. That a human being. Cannot survive. In this flesh. Without a heart. That is operating. As the central. The centrifugal organ. To lead blood throughout your body for survival, for oxygen, for all of that. If we know that the heart is dependent on our survival, if we know that the heart in the physical is an invaluable organ that we only have one of and we must take care of it if we want to live on this earth, if we know that, then the weight of the spiritual heart must go deeper than that. We cannot touch it, it is not tangible. So therefore God is the only one who can know it, who can understand it, who can interpret the things that come from it. And only God has the the omnipotence to understand how to use the wicked, Desolate, depraved things, depraved motives of a human heart and wash that and wash that and wash that to the point that when the effort is finally exercised, that thing that was wicked, that thing that was depraved, that intention that was selfish and self-seeking, all of a sudden, by God's grace and the anointing of the Lord God on that thing can become fruitful. You don't get fruit out of desperation. You don't get prosperity out of wickedness. That's a God turnaround right there. That's a God turnaround right there. We, it is impossible for us to examine our hearts. But what we can do what we can do is go before the Lord God and ask God to do so. Ask God to examine our hearts. Ask God to make manifest the things that we don't see. To ask God to make manifest those intentions that we call good. Remember, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So those intentions that we call good, that just may very well be self-seeking, selfish, and serve no one initially but our own wicked desire. Only God. It's amazing to me. On this journey of life, on this journey of life, it is amazing to me. The amount of times that my heart space has vacillated, vacillated, hot and cold and cold and hot. One moment the journey is seeming like there's a light at the end of the tunnel and I'm walking in faith and then the course changes. But my responsibility as one who is seeking to be surrendered to God and let the, the Lord God blow the wind in my sail and 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 send me out northeast southwest whichever way i'm supposed to go my job is to be content in whichever way i go on this journey but my heart people don't see your grumbles People don't see your grumbles. You could smile and have a smile on your face and be grumbling inside. From a physical sense, you can be starving and your stomach be rumbling in an audible sense where other people can hear, but if they're not too close to you, they'd never know. You can smile and be starving to death. Lord, have mercy. The heart. i find on this journey listener that there's so much joy in surrender so much joy in surrender when we sing that song i surrender all all to thee my precious savior i surrender all in our own human strength we're not capable of that because once again the heart is wicked and it's deceitful. You will think that you have the best intention to surrender all. But just like the children of Israel, when the Lord said, go in, destroy the camp of those opposing people and don't save nothing. and what do they do? Well, I just save a little bit of this. I'll just save a little bit of that, or oh, I'll just keep this woman because, or I'll just hold on to this cattle because, God said, I surrender all. One of the greatest tests that I've found in this junction of the journey, mind you, out of all the transition that I've been through, that the children That God has blessed my spouse and I, but has blessed me to raise and has accompanied me on this journey. What I have found is that our location may change, our status may change, finances may go up and down, around and around, but my assignment has never changed. My assignment has been to walk one foot in front of the other, no matter how you feel. Feeling is an emotion, right? And an emotion is, is birthed from the heart, right? Come on now. Feeling is an emotion. And an emotion is birthed from the heart, right? The Lord has clearly had me on a journey for the past two and a half years to come down off how I feel and not let feelings be indicative of my obedience in Christ. This has been an experience. Experience of a lifetime it is amazing when someone can come to me and see joy that I don't even feel in the moment but my feelings are not indicative of my obedience in my assignment so as I continue to press on towards the mark of the high calling in Jesus Christ as I continue to walk through the snow banks of sanctification sinking and getting out, sinking and getting out my heart is being washed and washed and washed and one of the evidences of that One of the evidences of my heart change is not only the surrender to obedience, but it's also with honesty, the acknowledgement of my own depravity, honesty, truth. The word of God is clear, is clear we are set free from bondage when we rest in Christ how do we do that how do we do that it's not holding on to the weights it's not holding on to the lies it's not holding on to traditions of men it's not holding on to control it's not holding on with holding nothing the truth shall set you free the truth shall set you free i posted about the awesome awesome revelation Of the feeling of being used by God to be a chain breaker. Deception is a chain. Generational behavioral patterns that are not of God is a chain. Legalism is a chain. Gossip is a chain. Slander is a chain. Hate is a chain. An unforgiving spirit is a chain. A grumpy, joy-robbing personality is a chain. A stingy spirit is a chain. But God. And for the birth, the person that the Lord God may choose to use to bear some of the stripes... The stripes of suffering in this life. Some of us quite possibly have more lashes on our backs than others, but the ones with more lashes should not be upheld and trophied as some type of idol. It's the measure. It's the measure of resilience, the measure of long-suffering, the measure of strength, the measure of diligence, the measure of that God has given them to be able to endure until the end as a martyr for the faith, which they say they believe. And those who may have less, who have gone through a little less, it makes them no less than, it makes them no less than their assignment could be different. Who they are and who God has created them to be could be different. We all cannot be on the front line fighting in the war or everybody be dead and who would be there to fight in the second wave. We got to have a reserve. When the armed forces go in to raid a residence, to raid or the bounty hunters to go to raid, to find whomever it is that they need to take captive. Somebody got to go first. Someone's got to be on the front line. And that person, more than likely, has opted to be the sacrifice for the rest of the team's survival. Somebody's got to go first. Did God choose you? Are you afraid? That's a chain. Did God choose you? Did he choose you to speak up and put your neck on the line for the sake of the lost, for the sake of the ones who are not gifted, who were not chosen, whose assignment it is not to be on the front line? Did he choose you? But are you afraid of the backlash of mortal man? That's a chain. For God hasn't given us the spirit of fear but of love, power, and a sound mind. How do we operate out of love? you got to know God first. And by way of the Holy Spirit's leading, you will learn. A human can tell you, but God can show you. Power. There's power in the blood of the Lord God. There is power in the calling of On the people of the Lord God. And there is power in the armor that God says that we should put on to fight this thing that we are walking in. The spiritual battle of the human existence here on earth. Here on earth. In Genesis, the Lord says in the word of God, the earth was void of light. It was dark. And God chose to separate the darkness from the light. When we go deeper into the text, we can see how then God brought forth the firmament and separated the waters from the land. When we think about what God did in creation, one thing that we can understand, the darkness wasn't destroyed it was pushed back so that means there is a realm of darkness here on earth that we are warring against those who are walking and who have been chosen to walk in the light hello hello the journey My heart tells me that I have a longing, I have an intention that there is a desire for upward, upward mobility from a single person's perspective, from a single person's opportunity. But I just cannot seem to achieve that because my reality And my assignment is that I'm no longer single. I am. I am in covenant as a married woman with children. So the upward mobility, the racing thoughts of opportunity, the opportunities that are just within the reaches of my fingers, quite possibly are not for me. But my heart tells me there's a longing to try to circumvent what is possibly right in the reality of my sphere to attain those things so that our current situation could benefit from the financial fruit but God. When God does it, you don't have to go From willop to wallop. When God does it. In obedience. Every step is purposeful. When God does it. The stress. Is because we are in a sinful world. The stress. Is due to the nature of our assignment. When God does it. The stress. Doesn't come. From the desire of your heart. Having been delayed and now you're trying to figure out, figure out how to get to the other side. No, the stress when God does it is the the literal ramification of being a human in this world in a failing body with a fleeting mind and a wicked and deceitful heart. Hello. God will not put more on us than we can bear, but we will always put more on ourselves. Stress. There is a a great misunderstanding. There is a great misleading in our nation, in our spiritual camps, in our gatherings amongst one another That we can do this Christian journey as a group, as a community group, as a Bible study group. As a cell group, a men's group, a women's group, a young people's group, a children's group, we're going to do this thing called walking in Christ together. And together we're going to grow, and together we're going to walk, and together we're going to serve, and together we're going to go on assignment, and together we're going to go through the process of sanctification and go deeper in Christ. But wait a minute. Time after time after time after time. After time after time in the word of God, the pioneers, the pioneers of faith who went before us to labor in the toils, in the toils of suffering have been called out, have been chosen, have been called out and chosen to walk the walk one foot in front of the other. The road is narrow. It is not broad. Our heart, our heart may have us to believe that we are well-intentioned in our motives, in our efforts to do community and to, to do this walk of sanctification together. It doesn't mean that we cannot Gather. The word of God clearly says where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there. The word of God clearly says forsake not the assembly of God for, for, for more than the common understanding that if you forsake the assembly of God, your mind, your heart will deceive you in thinking that you know what you don't know and that you are where you think you should be spiritually which you may you may not be which you probably are not we need accountability we need we must have accountability but what i'm saying as i'm speaking about the heart and i'm speaking about what i see in this co- church culture what i see in this community culture what i see in this global this global sphere That we call Christianity is a lack of surrender to walk this walk, one foot in front of the other. I do believe, I do believe in my understanding of what it takes to truly be yielded unto God, that if more people, if more people, Had a heart after God willing to surrender, withholding nothing, available to whatever the assignment of God is, we'd see more separation. We'd see more uh, persons and family systems singled out, but for the good. It takes one. It takes one. But it takes a committed one. It takes one that is willing to die. That is how convicted they are to bring change. God is the only person that can offer anyone to leave this earth in death. How many people have tried suicide, have tried uh, other means to leave this earth, and they don't die because it wasn't their time? It wasn't their time. No matter how we manipulate, only God. Only God has that golden key. Only God has the power to give life and to take it away. But in the meantime, and in the meantime, what we do with this here life is a testament to our faith. And it's a testament to our our conviction and and our loyalty to God in the fight. Once you become a believer in Christ, there's one understanding, there's one understanding that everyone should be able to speak from their mouths from the highest hills of the rooftop, and that is, it's not about me. In your former life before Christ, you did things because you wanted to do it for yourself, for your own gain, or for the impression of your own gain. Or for the feeling of of gratification for doing for others, which is still for your own gain. When we examine our hearts, when we actually examine our hearts, we all should be ashamed when we actually examine our hearts. But God, one foot, in front of the other. That is the narrow road. I like to describe in my mind, I have a visual picture of the road of sanctification being a narrow road somewhere in Asia, in Tahiti, or somewhere in the Hmong Mountains. And that road is so finite. That road is so narrow, that road is so, so narrow, that it, it would take a vehicle about the size of a road of that road, no bigger, to be able to chuck up that road a few miles at a time, for however long it takes. Until it gets to its destination. One vehicle at a time. The narrow road. My heart. I thank God. I thank God for being able to confess these things here on this podcast. I thank God for being able to confess the things of the heart, the things of the heart that have to do with the advancement of the kingdom, with the advancement of the kingdom. In my personal time, I have, I have learned and I am, I am willing, I am willing to confess the things of my heart that are ill that are maladaptive, that are dark, that are wicked to those that I am accountable to. One thing about this journey, I don't have the emotional space. I don't have a locker. I don't have a shelf. I don't have a book bag. I don't have a purse. I don't have a a bubblegum packet, a bubblegum container. To keep any emotional baggage that doesn't serve me on this journey. I don't have the space. I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the storage. Because the the road is narrow. I can only bring with me on this journey what is necessary for my survival. You can only bring with you on your journey what is necessary for your survival the emotional weight is weighing you down the physical weight is weighing you down the lust in your heart is weighing you down the time constraints And the unwillingness to be changed in a way where time is an honor because you understand that God is timely. So, Lord, work with me on that. It's way down. Time is a big one. I remember there was was, um, someone I used to know years ago, years ago. That was so um, such an amazing person to give financially. The Lord had blessed where finances were not an issue. The ability to give financially was available. The ability to give with possessions was available. The ability to give with um through kind acts of kindness, was available. But time. Time. And this was a confession that was so real to me and it was so vivid to me. Having grown up in a space, having grown up in a culture where I saw two polars of time, I saw those who reserve time as a priority and I saw those who reserve time as a commodity something that they would choose to serve if it suited them or not but the and the heart space on both I'd say now when I look back there was a conviction on both ends the timely person was convicted to time And to be on time, to be in right standing, the late person or the person who didn't honor time was convicted that the time that they got to wherever they were going or the time that they didn't make and that they were late was justified by their effort on getting there. But both senses of time had to do with self. I'm asking God to give me an understanding from a heart space who has all the messages and all the understanding. God, am I on time because of service? Am I on time because of the emulation of you being on time? And am I on time because timeliness is an example of me being, of me not being self-serving, but me being sacrificial for someone else, not about me. If I'm respecting someone else's space, if I'm respecting someone else's time, then I want to be on time to respect the time, to respect the place, to respect the effort of the other person. when we break down this walk, when we break down our journeys individually, we all have an exclamation mark on points in our lives where we can do better. We all have, or hopefully we have, a check mark on places in our lives where we are learning to master, learning to prove, Learning through sanctification to better and better and better and better. The heart. The Word of God says, No one can know it. I am committed in this journey to the examination of my heart and the confession when I'm clear by the Holy Spirit's revelation. That I'm wrong and the spirit of gratitude by the Holy Spirit's revelation when I am right no one can know it the Word of God is clear so God is who I seek the Lord God is who I seek for understanding for clarity for wisdom, for justice, for vengeance, for peace, for solitude, for chastening, unwanted but received when it comes to the matters Of my heart. Thanks for listening to this episode. I truly appreciate each and every one of you subscribers. Would you please drop a comment? Let me know if you have a question. Do you have a reply? Or better yet, leave a voicemail. That way, I can answer your voicemail on another live episode. Until next time, live life like it ends today. Love your neighbor like the Bible says. Always pray, because you never know Jesus Christ may be coming today. Peace.